and welcome to another edition of the Gosha News Sports Podcast. Gracing your airwaves with his voice is Austin Huff, yours truly, uh, Gosha News Sports Editor, and with me, Gosha News Sports Reporter, Evan Lapak. How are we today? I'm good. I'm good today. How are you today? I'm teetering. Teetering? That's a Still word. alive, but I'm barely breathing. Wow. I'm still alive, but I'm barely breathing. <laughs> pray to a God that I don't believe in. Train, right, I think? No. It's Jason Mraz, I believe. Are you sure it's not Train? Yeah. Hmm. What am I supposed to do if the best part of me was always Yeah, it is Jason Mraz. Jason Mraz. Yeah. His other song, other than I'm Yours. Yep. Okay, let's uh, that's, pivot. That's your music talk for the day. Congratulate. We're well, done. That's the ep- pop and peas. Pivot. Pivot. <laughs> pivot. I want to rock right now. Because we have to talk about the final four. Both the men and, and how we the got women. there. Both the men's and the women's final fours in collegiate basketball have been set. We'll start with the males, the blue blood final four. Should be a very exciting weekend in New Orleans, I would say. Duke, North Carolina is the is the headliner. Kansas, Villanova, no, no, uh, you know, second fiddle game really. You know what I mean? Like, it's they're both on the marquee. You know, so the NCAA tournament was rigged this year. Obviously, for Coach K, he's got he's going to win it all. He has to. It's and his he has last to, year. Has to avenge the loss to North Carolina from earlier. In the season when North Carolina beat him and Cameron last his last game. home game, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, if I was a smart man, I would have put money on that Duke North Carolina Final Four at the beginning of the tournament. I would have probably won some money. So, to have it rigged for that, you know, North Carolina playing their best basketball of the year right now, Duke finally figuring it out. Like all of a sudden, they can handle the pressure after they couldn't handle the pressure of any moment the last couple weeks. It was a sign. It was a setup more than anything. Kansas and Villanova, they're just like consolation prize of going to the championship game. One of them will, you know. It'll probably be Kansas. I hope it's Villanova. Villanova's missing a good player, though. Villanova winning uh, could win me money. So Over a 10-year-old. Well, she's six, okay? Get it right. No, North Carolina has to win for her to win the group. Oh. Yeah, it's it's like if Villanova, if Kansas and Duke win, some other dude wins it. But if it's North Carolina versus Villanova in the final, yes, I will be cheering against a six-year-old to win a hundred dollars. That's fine. I don't even no judgment from me. No judgment. Everyone in this group chat is judging me, so that we're in. Money's money. Hey, that that pays for like half a tank of gas now. Hundred dollars, so. I bet on the NIT game tonight. NIT Did Final you? Four tonight. Did you? We got uh, Texas A&M minus you, one half. If you have a gambling problem, call one eight hundred Gambler. Washington State. If you have a gambling problem, please call one eight hundred Gambler. That just surprised me. I feel like Texas A&M after Buzz Williams, his whole thing. You would have thought they that team liked, is like we're winning the NIT now. So I think they're going to win the NIT. I, they, they're going to. They're trying to prove the NCAA committee wrong that they deserve to be. But the team that they would have been in over would have been Indiana or Wyoming because Notre Dame and Rutgers were the 11 seeds. 
Mm-hmm. You know? So, like, they're gripe. And they weren't even the first out. They were the fourth out. So, like, they really had to do a lot of work. And then that's probably the, a bad on the committee. They should have probably been they the first They made it to the championship. Out. All they had to do is win that one game overall. No, Tennessee. They, they beat Auburn. Tennessee, yeah. Tennessee. Yep. And just think, if Florida had beaten A&M, who they would have made the miracle run and come just short, and they'd be motivated in the NIT, even though they had their coach leave for I don't know. Did Mike does Mike White leave if they make the SAC final? Probably not. He probably doesn't leave if obviously they keep winning and make the NCAA tournament. I would imagine he'd probably leave after the year was over. Well, but he wouldn't have left maybe before that. He could have saved his job with a run there. No. Instead, he went to really sad Georgia. Less pressure. He probably enjoys that more. Yep. Poor guy. Because everyone's focused on football there. So, anyway, so uh, now that we have the final four set, we can talk about it a little bit. We kind of just did, but, you know, no Justin Moore for Villanova is a big deal. Kansas, they're consistent. Villanova is consistent. Everyone thought Houston was going to beat them. Both good defensive teams. Kansas outscored Miami in the Elite Eight in the second half, 47-15. to Is that good? Yes. Miami, they were up six at half. I was like, "Uh uh-oh. Hurricanes trying to go to the Final Four? Jim Laranega, two times as a double-digit seed, making the Final Four, led that George Mason team 16 years ago. And then they just were terrible in the second half. Bad. Really bad. Bad. Uh, and then you go to North Carolina, you know, St. Peter's, the Magic ran out. They played probably the worst game you could have imagined. Well, the thing was, nobody, like, took it to St. Peter's those first three games. UNC was like, okay, they're not a 15 seed. They're a, a, just another opponent we have to play our way. And that's how they dominated. Like, Purdue guys even admitted, I think Travion Williams after the game was like, yeah, we talked all week about we can't treat them like a 15 seed, but I don't think everyone did. Like, I think some did treat them like a 15, and we played to their level, and they beat us. Yeah. So Sorry to Purdue for losing to the 15 seed and allowing the only 15 seed to ever make it to the Elite Eight. Dude, it's that was bad. Like, Purdue, no excuses. And what's crazy, this, is, this was like one of the best Purdue teams ever. They didn't win the Big Ten regular season. They didn't win the Big Ten conference tournament. And they didn't make it to the, like, the Final Four. Like, they have literally nothing to show for it. They fizzled out. I remember at the beginning of the season, I was like, Purdue, best team in the country. They were ranked number one for a week. Fizzled Rutgers out. beat them at the buzzer. But that moved them down. But they were still, like, top ten all season. And they, the I mean, Baylor lost. Kentucky lost. The path was there. To go, and they just let the peacocks assert their will. They strutted. The peacocks did the strut. Yeah, and they won. Jaden Ivey comes back. You think? No, absolutely not. He's a lottery pick. Blake Wesley for Notre Dame would be like late first round. He should have come back. Jaden Ivey will be a top ten pick. Mm, yeah, yeah. Yes. I mean, he is all the. Yes. NBA tools. Yes. He had one bad game against St. Peter's. Let's not overreact here. The guy killed them, killed Texas, you know, down the stretch of that game. He was sensational all season. He hit the shot against Wisconsin that was supposed to force overtime, and then Wisconsin won at the buzzer. Chucky. With Chucky out. 
I forgot to say his last name. It's something like that. Chucky Halliburton. Not Halliburton, <laughs> but <laughs> Chucky what Hepburn. Is Chucky that? Hepburn. Hepburn, yep, there you Halliburton. Go. That was the guy for Gonzaga I think he hurt himself. Year. He got hurt in the NCAA tournament. Right, against uh, Iowa State, so. Yeah, Wisconsin talk about a letdown. Whew. Yeah, Wisconsin. Wow. In, playing home games, too, in Milwaukee. And they would have probably played two more home games in Chicago if they had gone there, too. Lost to 11 seed Iowa State. That was struggling. And they, they should have lost to Colgate. They probably would have lost to Miami, though, in Sweet 16, if I had to guess. Maybe. They should have lost to Colgate in the first round, probably. Anyway, so, yeah, Saturday should be a fun couple couple games. I mean, North Carolina Duke, that's it's pretty cool seeing that in the, the tournament and all of the Coach Krzyzewski storyline last season, blah, blah, blah. Like, should be a lot of fun, I think. Should be a good... Should be a good game. I agree. Seats are <laughs> tickets are insanely high for that game. I think the cheapest one my friend saw was eight hundred dollars, all the way up in the top of the Superdome. But at least you might, well, might as well be watching it on TV at that point. So at least you can say you're there. I mean, there's fun things to do in New Orleans outside of the yes. game too. It makes it a you can make it a full trip. Yes, I mean New Orleans is one of the top. You know, like party. Weekend va- vacation type spots. Spots. Type spots. Never been yeah. there. It's too bad. I went once, twice. Once when I was nineteen. That doesn't count. And then, obviously, it was at a wedding last year in New Orleans. So, yeah. You were texting me about Concord Warsaw football, and I'm like, dude, I'm on Bourbon Street. Leave me alone. But yeah. I also responded to your message, being like, okay, just do this. Concord <laughs> won the NLC title. Yep. You were like, I can't get the scoreboard in. I'm like, that's fine. Just go. Just go. Scoboat. Go. Get the stories in. That's all that matters. You should have went to the Florida LSU game that weekend. Thought about it. Was it was in Baton Rouge. It was, but the time wouldn't the timeline of it wouldn't have worked out. Like it would have been a hustle to get back for the wedding. The actual thing I was there for wasn't gonna do that. Wasn't wasn't gonna jeopardize missing the actual point of the trip. Baton Rouge. Anyway. Anyway. Women's Final Four also set in Minneapolis this upcoming weekend. You've got UConn playing Louisville and or Stanford, excuse me. UConn playing Stanford and South Carolina playing Louisville. There you go, Louisville. And the uh, the UConn NC State women's game last night, double overtime. That was amazing to watch. Is uh, must see TV. Uh, I heard a lot about it. On Twitter, you should have turned it on, man. It was it was dramatic. <laughs> it was really good. No, it was really good, and I caught I caught bits and pieces of it during the game, and then I turned it on at the end more so. I was flipping between the Bulls losing and uh, WWE, of course. Who the Bulls night. lose to? The Knicks. Bad. The Bulls stink. It's unfortunate. I call them. We had a good we had a good like fifty five games. That was a lot of fun. It is what it is. Um, you always have the Blackhawks, and then Cubs right around the corner. Blackhawks stink. <laughs> Cubs are gonna kind of be bad. Mizzou sports in general stinks. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anyway, so Notre Dame and IU both lost in the Sweet 16 games. Uh, Notre Dame, man, we were watching that together. They kind of choked against NC State. They. Uh, had the lead with like 15 seconds left. NC State stole the ball, made a layup to go ahead. Notre Dame misses a three. 
on the ensuing possession. NC State makes a couple free throws. Game over. Mm-hmm. Uh, 66-63. Tough way to go out for the Irish. Young team, though. Olivia Miles, freshman point guard. One of the best players in the country this past year. So she'll be back. Uh, a lot of that team is coming back. Niel, Ivy, you know, first, second season, you know, first without the COVID restrictions and things. So It's a tough weekend for the Ivies. Yeah. Purdue losing to St. Peter's, and then 12 hours later, you know, Notre Dame losing, the women losing to NC State. So, uh, and then IU, Indiana, lost to UConn. Basically a home game in Bridgeport. And they, they just close for the first half. It was it was thirty seven thirty three at half and then UConn opened the half like on a thirteen oh run or something and that was that was pretty much it. So uh you know, tough tough weekend for the in state schools, but you got, you got Gamecocks, South Carolina against UConn and the Natty. Uh, that's probably what I would pick. UConn might win this thing. They should have been a one seed. Paige Beckers was injured like all season basically and now they're playing better with her she didn't miss a shot in the second half against nc state like it's pretty impressive so she she'll be the difference and it's her home state i don't know if that's gonna matter but like apparently she's (laughs) from minnesota they're going to minneapolis so minnesota oh yeah there you go. That's the only time maybe you'll get that out of me. Um, so, yeah, college basketball last weekend. It's going to be sad. It's going to be weird. Like, there's no, like, like baseball, MLB comes back. But, like, really, once the Masters are done this past week, this upcoming, the weekend after the Final Four, like, there's not much, like, big going on. It's NHL and NBA stuff. Playoffs, still. yeah. Those first rounds, though, like, it's hard for me to get too amped. It's like, okay, I mean, they're here. It's exciting, but I don't know. Are the Magic in position for a playoff spot? Uh, <laughs> maybe the G League in the G League playoffs. The Lakeland there. Magic, they're G League champs recently. Them. The Windy City Bulls won one at one point, I think. I love that's what their name is. The Windy City Bulls, yeah. A really creative uh, nickname. So, I love that. Anyway, um, we we'll try to talk some local stuff. We haven't had much going on. The weather has been terrible. Is it cold is or rainy? Cold, rain, both. It's been pretty miserable this last week. Uh, by my count, we've only had two events happen: outdoor events, high school. It was uh, Goshen and Elkhart track. Last Tuesday and East Noble Wawasee track on March 15th. That's it. Two events. And everything during, like, everything that was scheduled for today, this day of the recording, March 29th, has been pretty much wiped out. It's just too cold. Just too cold to play anything, I guess. It's going to warm up tomorrow. It's going to be 70 degrees on Wednesday and then rain. So, and then Thursday, right back to 50 degrees. So, they might get games in Thursday, I. but the fields have to be ready to go, too. Like, even if it's not raining, obviously, you got to have the field ready to go. Mm-hmm. That's why track can tend to do things that, like, baseball and softball can. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but we had indoor track, at least. Give a quick shout-out to some of these kids that did well for our area. Jack Moore, Northridge, 
soon-to-be Louisville commit. Congratulations to him signing with Louisville uh, Wednesday. He set a new school record in the 3200 at the indoor uh, state meet this past weekend. Time of 908.02 was second in the race. Cole Johnston from Goshen was fifth in the race. Congrats to him. And uh, Northwood set a new school record in the 4x800 uh, relay. Brady Hunsberger, Jordan Burden, Daniel Medina, and Titus Stutzman. Time of 819.93. So, once again, distance runners from this area going to lead the charge overall on the boys' side. So We're going to have some elite runners once again this yes. season. I expect uh, multiple uh, kids to get down just to the state meet for the, for the distance, whether it be in the 800 or the 1600 or the 3200. So you have, you know, Moore was sixth in the 3200 last year. Hogan, Drew Hogan from Goshen was ninth in the 1600. I would expect at least one of the relays to get through um, from either Goshen or Northridge. So... Yeah, I, I'm expecting big things from them. I don't know, maybe, I mean, Moore could win state. I wouldn't be surprised if he did. He seems to be a better two-miler than a three-miler, even though he's really good at the three miles still. But he was much better in track, I feel like, and then he had his great cross-country season. So now that he's healthy, maybe he'll be able to make a real run at, at winning a state title. So it'll be fun to see how he does. Same thing with Hogan. I mean, it's intriguing. This is last year. Same thing Cole Johnston, too. Last season's, right? I'm sure there's like that. I mean, it's for every senior, so it's not like they're the only seniors in the state. But, you know, there's probably some extra juice this year. Do well. Just a little bit. Just a little. Just a little extra juice. A little extra juice. I got the juice. Because it's the last opportunity for these runners? Is that what you're saying? Is that why you think there's going to be some extra juice? Pretty much. Yeah, I would agree. You gotta yeah. lay it all out there. It's your last season. You it's your last chance. One one shot, <laughs> one opportunity. No, yeah, to you seize just everything start playing you ever that. wanted. One moment. Um, Do we have the rights to that? Let's just start playing it. I'm just saying the on words. my on my phone. Yes, no. Let's <laughs> not do that. I don't think we have the rights to anything. So, so yeah, um, we do have. Even though we've had no games, we do have our spring sports preview tab coming out this Thursday. It'll be in the newspaper. It'll The stories will be online. You can access the special section through the e-edition on our newspaper online, goshenews.com. So, Shameless plug to our work that took a while to do. It's a very <laughs> tedious process, but yes. We got it done, and it's all formatted. Shout out our designer, Daniel Hernandez, for making it look pretty uh, with a lot of colors, and the cover looks cool. The pictures are enhanced. What? The pictures are enhanced. A little bit. They looked better than what I thought the originals looked like. Yeah, I mean, Daniel did his little magic. (laughs) He makes it look good, you know? Uh, So check that out. Um, We can kind of quickly go through, I guess, each, each sport that we kind of worked on. If you'd like, uh, Evan, which should we start with? Should we just alternate sports? Evan, you go first. Why don't you start us off with which sport you want to talk about first? How about that? Uh, okay. Um, 
you know, well, this doesn't have to be a super deep dive. Just kind of give general observations, you know? Sure. I wrote about a few of the softball teams specifically. Uh, obviously, we know Northridge. Obviously, there's a couple of pitchers coming back yes. from all around the area that yes. were fantastic last year. Yes. That are only going to be better this year, obviously. Two of those, Northridge's Abby Ostetler and Westview's Alexis Antle. Both seniors this year, I believe. Yeah. Yes. Both are going to have to. I mean, Antle's already. She was already very good at the plate, but uh, as far as Northridge goes, because they lost a lot of good pieces as far as hitting last year, so Hostetler's going to have to uh, be a big piece in the batter's box as well, not only mm-hmm. just in the pitcher circle. So. Yeah, I think replacing Weinert, Madison Weiner at the top. That's going to be their biggest piece to replace. I mean, she if she put the ball in play, she was basically guaranteed to get on base, unless it was like a pop-up. Like, if the ball was on the ground, she was going to be on first. She was that fast. So that's that's their biggest piece, I think. And she was the engine. She was the, you know, the engine that made them go. So that, that'll be their biggest replacement, I think, for, mm. for them this year. Missing Jennifer Robinson. Her power will the be. pop, too. Right. Will but be Robinson something. did a lot of two-run homers because Weiner was on first or second. But Weiner would get to first. She's going to steal second. She'll probably steal third. So They scored almost 300 total runs last season. It's pretty good. 25 and 4. Yep. 300 so, runs in 30 games. That's a good average. But the way Ray Caples is as a coach and the assistants he has around him, I mean, they run things the right way. And they have a bunch of talent coming back, even if it's not as experienced. So I'm still expecting Northridge to be one of the top teams in the NLC. I agree. But maybe Goshen? Goshen, Goshen can maybe uh, close out. the gap a little bit. I'm not going to say don't sleep on them. Yeah. But <laughs> Goshen could be very dangerous this year. If, I agree. if everyone stays healthy, Markham should be 100%. I know she missed most of basketball, but she... Basically, didn't play at the end of the. She only played at the end of the basketball season because she was cleared. But you know, they wanted to keep her healthy for softball. So got Ramirez back with Ramirez right, as well. Right, top two pitchers. Markham hits bombs. They're also both two of their best hitters. They went to the sectional final last year. Played Northridge and was a close game till the end. So, I mean, it's right there. I mean, they, that they're going to be competing for the NLC. That'll be fun to see those. Those two games is when they play each other. We'll probably be at both of them. So, mark your calendars for whenever they play, if they play, because no one's playing right now. Everything's being rained out. The whole spring's going to be rained out at this rate. So, I hope not. How uh, sad would that be? It would be very sad. It'd be like 2020, but without, you know, at least in 2020, we knew that it was going to be over. Like, nothing mm-hmm. happened. Obviously, it's not going to be that extreme. Anyway, continue. speaking of closing the gap, we talked a little bit about Westview. Head coach Jeremy Williams, he's very excited. He is. He is very hype about the potential for this team. Maybe even a sectional championship, one that they haven't gotten before in program history. So, and that the reason that that's possible is because Fairfield, the team that went to semi-state last season, missing some key pieces. Doesn't help that Brooke Sanchez is going to be out because she hurt herself, hurt her knee in, uh, during basketball season. I mean, I have full confidence in a guy like John Skibby, right? You know, one of the, one of the most veteran mm-hmm. coaches in the area in any yeah. sport. So he knows he knows what he has to do to get the most out of his players that he has on the roster. So I'm not going to be like, oh yeah, just uh, hand Westview the uh, sectional championship there. But uh, I'm saying 
it wouldn't surprise me if the Warriors end up picking that up this season. Yeah, I mean, it feels like with, with Antal in the fold again, Westview will be in position to win that sectional, should be in position to win that sectional. Um, it will be interesting. That will be a fun team to kind of follow this year, how they do, um, especially when Antal pitches. She's She was dominant last year. She should be dominant again this year. So we'll, it'll be fun to see how they, they navigate it. Softball, I mean, we had three sectional champs last year, Northridge, Westview, and Wallasee kind of came out of nowhere and won one at the end. It's going to be interesting to see if any, if all, or some repeat, you know, in their sectional championship quests. So. West Noble was pretty solid last year as well, and they have a new new head coach leading their program, mm-hmm. Kaylee Warble. Yep. I'm pretty sure I pronounced that right. That sounded right. So, yeah, yeah softball will be interesting, I think, this year. I think what also might be interesting is baseball. The Speaking of pitching, a lot of good pitcher, pitchers in our area coming back. Um, Grant Brooks at Wawasee, defending sectional champs, Warriors. They uh, He was pretty good pitching last year, and he's pretty good in the field, and he's pretty good hitting. He's a reason why he's committed to Butler, um, signed with Butler. Not even just committed, he signed. It's, it's a done signed. deal. So he will be great. Uh, Carter Gilbert at Northridge, a Kentucky commit, lefty, pretty good pitcher. He's coming back. Alec Hirschberger at Fairfield, also a southpaw, uh, coming back. Only a junior. His college interests, well, I'm sure, will skyrocket through the year. He had a very productive summer. So, it's yeah, I mean, it's going to be – it's going to be interesting. There's going to be some teams. I mean, Northwood loses a lot. They had 12 seniors last year. How will they kind of come back? They are the defending NLC champs. Uh, Northridge with a first-year head coach, Chad Gerard. You know, how will he kind of navigate a somewhat new roster too? Um, you know, Westview had a lot of young players last year. They're all coming back. How do they respond? Do they get back into contention in the NECC? The NECC – Loaded like East Side runner up in 2A last year. Central Noble's got a lot of guys back. Fairfield is expected to kind of make some noise. Um, Westview, you never know where they could get their guys going. Like, there's I'm, I'm probably missing a team or two. Like, Garrett and Gola's always been kind of decent. Like, the NECC baseball this year is going to be very strong, very strong. So, incredibly strong. So, so strong. strong. What's the ATT commercial like? The fast one, yeah, so fast. Like so a fast. dog that's particularly fast. <laughs> like, like a dog that's particularly <laughs> fast. Yeah. No, it's it's going to be a, a really good conference for baseball. And I think the NLC could be good too, but uh, the NECC, I think, might top bottom be better than the NLC this year. You don't say that often, but there's a chance. There's some really good teams in the Northeast Corner Conference. That's sectional at Westview with Fairfield, Westview, Central Noble. It's going to be fun. So. Can't wait for it to actually start, right? That's why I know it is. That's great. And then, you know, none of it's happening. So that's the baseball analysis. Um, Could talk about a little bit of boys golf. Dabble. Boys golf. Dabble a bit. Speaking of strong conferences for golf this year, the NLC. NLC probably. has some strong teams. Yes. Northridge, Goshen, uh, Northwood specifically, you know, kind of pop out in my mind. You know, Northridge. Under Todd King, his first year last season, went 12-4, and won the sectional championship, got a 
golfer to state. I was gonna say player. I guess it doesn't matter. Player, got a golfer. golfer to, same thing. Got a yeah. golfer to state and Brock Reschley. Ty Miller's back, and they have they have a couple other guys who had experience back in the lineup. Both Connor and Kobe Hostetler. Hochstetler, Hostetler. It's spelled differently, but I'm gonna say it's Hostetler. Yeah. So they're gonna be back. So they have they have four guys with experience coming back. They only lost one dude from their lineup last season. So I would expect them to be in the running again, probably in the top three in the conference, if not winning it. They probably should have won the NLC last year. Obviously, we, you know, they got kind of, I don't want to use the word that I'm going to use, but they, uh, they had they had a, unfortunate, a rules un- infraction. Yeah, unfortunate un- cost them. thing happened. Yeah. And Goshen, too, four or five guys back from their yeah. starting lineup. So and Chase Myers, like one of the best golfers in the area, not just the NLC. So he's going to obviously spearhead them. And they were 17-3 and three last year, so watch out for them to definitely be contenders in the NLC and maybe even the sectional as well. Um, I'm curious to see how close the scores are going to be in the NLC, especially among those top three teams. I feel like it's going to be pretty tight. I agree. I think it's going to be pretty competitive. And then in the NECC, Lakeland comes back with a lot I also want to mention Northwood, though. Yeah. Oh, you want to mention Northwood. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, I forgot Northwood. to mention Northwood. The deep dive. The, the, the deep dive, the deeper of dive of Northwood. Sorry, they, they, they're two top guys back. They lose three guys from the lineup, but like I said, you bring back, bring back Cooper Weens, you bring back Earl Williams. They're top two golfers, and they have a bunch of. There's, I mean, if you look at their roster here, they have a bunch of guys, a couple seniors, a couple juniors. They have upperclassmen that can come into the lineup and potentially. You know, have a special season for the Panthers. We'll have to see, but I think the potential is there to maybe they could be a wild card. You know, that's right. I think I said that. So, yes. so, so watch out for them as well. They, they could be good. And then in the NECC, Lakeland boys coming off a conference title, and they have a couple of their guys back: Ben Kyle and Tommy Curtis at the top. Um, I'm Ben's, glad you said that because I was going to say Keel. I always say Keel. Kyle. It's Kyle. It's Kyle. Yep. Yep. Both Kyles, Ben and Nate and Tommy Curtis. Yep. Yep. It's just those the one, two, three is set. But in the NACC is not as it's not that strong in golf, so they're gonna be at the top again, probably. But uh as far as going further in the sectional and stuff like that, Roush John Roush? John Roush, yep. He's gonna have to uh find the four and five guys that are gonna bring the most consistency to the lineup. That's what he told us. Mm-hmm. When we're going through these previews, you can yep. read about it. <laughs> um, let's let's do the let's do the your last one too because then I, we can just do the tracks combined that I wrote. So girls tennis, um, you have Northridge coming back as the de- defending regional champ, Fairfield regional runner up to Northridge. Uh, both teams were undefeated going into that regional title match last year. Northridge then loses kind of a heartbreaker to Homestead in the semi-state. 3-2, yeah. 3-2. It was close. Um, they had a chance. We know some key points here and there go, go, don't go their way. So, yeah, I, I would expect both those teams to kind of lead the area again this year. You I know, expect both, Fairfield to actually Fairfield, beat Northridge, to be honest, this year. Fairfield season. should with, with Mast back in the number one spot, but Lila Dean from Northridge will probably go up to number one. Mm-hmm. She's a pretty good player, so that, that Mast-Dean matchup, if we ever get it, will be pretty entertaining, I think. so. Fairfield brought back some more of their lineup compared right. to Northridge, though, so that's the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, 
Philbrin, Mike Philbrin, veteran coach. Austin Christner, talented head coach, young. He's our age. He's younger, actually. Um, What's his age? He's like 20. He's like 26. He's our age. He's, he's our like age. 25, yeah. 26. He's like 26, yeah. But younger than me, so uh, it should be fun. I, those two teams, I think, like I said, they're going to stand out to me. And then you have a kind of a bunch of other teams. Yeah, Goshen. Yeah. Goshen has a new coach this season, but they were above 500 last year, and they return a lot of that lineup. Northwood yep. was also above 500, did pretty well in the NLC. They returned a lot of tennis players from that lineup a year ago. So, I mean, it's a crapshoot, if you will, yeah, right? That's a, a, that's a hey, fun word to word. use. I like saying crapshoot. <laughs> it's, it's a balanced area for tennis, I feel like, this spring. I don't know if we have any true state contenders necessarily, but it will be interesting to see who can maybe get out of this area. We're almost guaranteed to get a team to semi-state just how the brackets shake out and the quality of competition that isn't part of our coverage area, you know, it, it would take like a really strong Angola team to really disrupt whether to get, you know, whether it be Concord or Northridge or Fairfield, you know, his, traditionally in the last couple of years, those have been the teams getting to semi-state and beyond potentially. So, yeah. So, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, we'll talk about the tracks. I already kind of talked about boys track with all the indoor state talk, so that's them. Also, we got a couple returners in Jatan Thomas at Concord, Jalen Gonzalez at West Noble, also went to state last year, both in the 200 dash. So those are two other kind of key guys to see if they can get back to state that we'll be following. So the boys' track feels a lot more deep and, like, top-heavy than the girls this year. Girls, we only had one girl last year make it to state, Hannah Hoffman from Northridge, and she uh, she graduated. So we have no returning state track competitors. A lot of regional qualifiers, a lot of regional ones, pretty much from every school. Goshen has a couple back, Concord, West Noble, Westview, Lakeland. Like each one kind of has like two or three or four back where you're like, okay, like maybe they'll – make another step you know it's it's tough track is kind of it's one of the harder sports to make it out to state i feel like because there's so many people like competing in these like they only take a handful of players in each players runners competitors in each event and there's so many regionals across the state where it's really hard to like get there so you could have a great season and if you finish fourth at the regional, you're probably not going to state. It just stinks, you know. So, um, I don't know. It's 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 going to be open. It's going to be pretty pretty open, I would say. Um, I, Northridge is the defending NLC uh, runner-up. They were a sectional runner-up last year too. Warsaw is traditionally that that team in NLC girls track, uh, um, and in the sectional too, they win it pretty much every year. Um, Northridge, we'll see. It's it's yeah, it's just a hard it's hard to gauge it right now, you know. It's we'll we'll see. If someone maybe surprises us, you never know. But I, as of now, I I don't know. It's it, that's the only sport of the six that I don't really like feel confident about like oh yeah, this person's going to do well or this team is going to do very well. Like mm-hmm. it just feels like everyone is there and like We'll see who rises to the top, basically. So, see what rises. Yes. Who's gonna rise? 
No one can see, but my hand is going you, up. You really love doing the visual things up. for this podcast. You love doing the hands really close, fingers really close. It was this close. You can't see it, but it was this close. <laughs> That's what you love to do. I just can't help myself, man. Yeah. So, spring sports were supposed to start this week. So far, we haven't really had anything going on. I got spring break next week, so there's not anything week, going on right. next week. So, um, next week, we won't even really have a live episode. We we uh, won't have we won't episode. have a live episode. We, we're never technically live. I mean, like we aren't mm-hmm. taping one next we week. We won't have we taped, an up to date one. We taped a uh, extra episode today, so that way we have um, that for next week for you guys to listen to. It's a fun little trivia game between. It's not Evan that and fun I. for me though. That wasn't. I mean, spoiler. <laughs> it wasn't the first one. Wasn't fun for me. So yeah, that's true. So we we did a little trivia. You have that to listen to next week. Um, and I mean, unless you have anything else you want to mention, Evan, I think we can we can kind of wrap this sh- wrap this show up. I think we've touched on everything that we wanted to touch on at a very high level. Very high level. Someone at say the elite highest. elite level. Yeah, you okay. could say that. We <laughs> you are, could say we that. are an elite podcast. Thank you for listening to the Goshen News Sports Podcast this week. Uh, we will have our special. Trivia Part 2 episode next week, and then we'll be back in studio April 12th, Tuesday, April 12th, to uh, hopefully have some something to talk about. Something to talk about. To High celebrate school, my birthday. Mother Nature, please stop raining. And warm up, please. That's all I ask. It's not much. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay.